Welcome to the Living Spiritfully Podcast, the Mind Body Misfits Edition. Here are your hosts for today, Paul Galaro and Claudia Miko. Here we are, the Mind Body Misfits. It's Paul Galaro. I'm with my girl, Claudia Miko. You delicious being. How are you? You just look so gorgeous today. I wish everybody could see you. You're like radiating this. Aloha. I am doing very well. Thank you. Aloha to everybody out there. It has been quite a month and it's almost over the month of February. Well, February is done, girl. It's March today. I get no. Is it tomorrow? This this or this today. recording will be on March first. <laughs> this is true. It is March officially. Everybody out there, and I can't yeah. count to eight either. That's all right. That's a, an aerobic joke. <laughs> That's why you have the music count for you. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so let's let's catch up because you've had an exciting month of February <laughs> that is still going. Um, so you did two wonderful workshops uh, that you offered ACE credits for. Um, hypnotic ABCs, or I, I'm going to totally butcher the the title. So why That's don't okay. you just hypnotic tell us all alphabets about alphabets? There, I knew it was. And like. which is how to introduce hypnosis into your personal training and fitness classes and basically how we can help our clients uh, change their habits and patterns. Mm -hmm. And then the other workshop that I love that we do for ACE credits is called emotional muscle Mm -hmm. or everybody has a story as in body has a story. And it's for individuals who are looking to work with trauma sensitive clients Mm-hmm. And uh, we go through a lot of information about the nervous system and how to work with trauma. Mm-hmm. Now, both amazing uh, workshops, and I've attended them more than once. And what I love is that, the like every time I attend them, you know, the content, like the the the, the content that you're delivering is the same, but I always learn something different. Um, and it also depends on the group that you're with as well. I know you love to work with smaller groups for these uh, these, yes. these subjects. Um, yes, because so. we can get more intimate. People are more willing to reveal themselves in a smaller group. And that's how I like it. I like yeah. a smaller group and uh, people to be more revealing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, now I know these workshops just passed, but if anybody has a small group, maybe there's a, a gym or a studio somewhere that is interested, um, you you do these for, uh, fitness professionals and offer ACE credits, as you mentioned, yes. um, ACE for those of you that are unfamiliar, the American council of exercise. Um, and for those of us that are certified with ACE, as I have my group fitness, we have to do a number of continuing education credits every year, et cetera, et cetera. And so this workshop, these workshops that you do would offer that. Thank you for asking. Yes, it that's amazing. It's a wonderful workshop. Good, good. I'm glad. And, and what I'm about you? What are you doing? One. Okay, so I just announced two um, wonderful things that I'm working on. Number one, uh, Crystal Eves, my astrologer, uh, she and I have collaborated on a program called Way of the Sun. It starts this month, um, March 21st. Uh, what we're doing is we are examining the zodiac, each of the signs of the zodiac, each month from 
the spring equinox until we get to the end of the um, the zodiac, which will be in Pisces season of next year. And so each month, Crystal will take us through a little info about the zodiac as an archetype. And then a couple weeks later, I'll get together with the group to do an embodiment experience where we take the concepts of these uh, astrological signs, the zodiac signs, and examine them from our point of view, how they show up within us, how we um, exercise or how we uh, display these qualities, um, and then help us to connect to parts of ourselves that we may not be directly linked to. So it's a really exciting program. She and I did a, a test version of this at the end of last year. So I'm super excited. That, all the information is in the show notes, and that's all virtual. So for those of you that are around the globe, you want to be part of it, um, check us out. And then I'm doing my first in-person workshop. I mean, it feels like forever. It's been a couple months, but I'm doing my first one of 2023 Mm -hmm. with my my naturopath and her friend slash colleague, uh, Kathy. The three of us are doing a one day workshop called mastering your metabolic health. And it's all about understanding, you know, what we need, like we're going to look at our blood work and what are the, the correct levels for us to, you know, be in an optimal range for, um, good health. Uh, and that's exciting. We're going to cook food from, um, their cookbook. We're going, I'm going to be taking us through some self-care practices. So it's a, it's a, a fun, a fun one-day event. Um, so all that information is in the show notes. How you can get in touch with me for any of those or how to get in touch with Claudia um, for uh, anything that you offer, including LSD. Yeah, ACE so. credits or just a weekly uh, LSD class, which is <laughs> lift, stretch, and defy, which yeah. is a combination of Pilates, yoga, and strength training. Yeah. I, again, another fabulous program. So excited. Um, but let's talk about our topic for today. And I love this. You just came up with the best title, The Taboo of Touch. The Taboo of Touch. You know, Mind Body Misfits, we love bodies. Actually, I'm going to be very careful of how I word this. We love bodies. We also love the sense of touch. Um, Quality. What's the word I'm looking for? Quality. Quality. appropriate healing touch yes healing touch yeah 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 so you I don't even like the word safe because sometimes people say safe touch and unsafe touch which then automatically implies that somebody's going to touch you unsafely which could happen mm-hmm. but just thoughtful touch you know intentional intentional yeah 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 comforting now, we were, we were talking about this before. You read an, uh, an amazing article. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it, about the benefits of touch in relation to exercise? Well, there was a really interesting study done by uh, Brad Schoenfeld and Brett Contreras, who are researchers in our field and amazing researchers. Mm-hmm. You should definitely follow them if you want to be in the know. And up until recently, there wasn't very much research in our industry on touch and how it relates to strength training and if more muscle fibers 
were recruited for certain types of exercises. So basically what they did was they used the bicep curl and then they had three different ways of uh, researching it or, or the three different methods. One was, you know, having the person think about an external force. So for example, curling the bar. And then they also had the person think about the muscle contraction. And then they had the third one, which was having the person think about the muscle contraction plus having an outside force touch them. So they had external and internal plus touch, which was interesting because after the research was concluded, they found that there was a, some differences and the difference was that it was better when the person was visualizing their muscles contracting. So they had an internal focus rather than the external focus was thinking about the bar. And in addition to having um, the hand on top as they were visualizing the contraction. So those two internal focus plus touch uh, were, you know, responding better to uh, the curl than just thinking about the bar, mm. you know, which is I, very interesting. Th that is so interesting to me. And I love this idea because first of all, just moving the bar versus contracting the bicep, just that concept, those two are so completely different to the naked eye. It looks like the same thing, right? Lifting the bar, but contract and contract, but at a deeper level, they're completely different. The external- Because of having an internal focus. Yeah, ex yeah. Exactly. And this is, you know, this is so very aligned with what you, what I've heard you say many times in class, in when you're teaching, in a workshop, when we're one-on-one, -on -one, is bring your mind to the muscle. Bring your mind to the muscle. Yeah. You never say lift your arm here, do that. It's like you, you're always reminding me how to bring my attention my awareness into my body yes and partly because that's how i was trained 37 years ago mm -hmm. was with a mind body focus and back then i remember teaching classes and and having you know wanting people to visualize and visualize their muscles contracting with an internal focus as well as touch and people just thought I was a nut job, which they still do. But now I'm, and they're not wrong. I'm I'm no, and they're not wrong. However, it really is something that wasn't researched and still isn't researched very much. But mm -hmm. anecdotally, I have found that people really make better changes when they have an internal focus. Now, not it doesn't always have to be an internal focus. There are times when you do want your client to just kind of push the bar or because sometimes it's too many cues. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it, it does sometimes need to be introduced in layers. However, the touch aspect of it is important because we want the quality of the touch uh, to be appropriate for our clients. Um, right. How hard, how soft. And I think that's what's really missing. We tend to just say, okay, no touching right. at all. You know, and, and that's not good either because we're humans and, and many people, especially kinesthetic learners, right? We have the visuals, we have the auditory, we have the kinesthetic learners, and they come to us. A lot of people who are kinesthetic, they respond really well to touch, to um, 
you know, you these are the clients or the students that stand close to you when you're with them. They're physically oriented. They respond to physical rewards. They move around a lot. They make big motions. Mm -hmm. They learn by doing and they memorize things by walking through it. Right. So you could tell them all day long what to do, but they will not register it until they actually walk through it. So right. you have a, a combination of these people and those people respond really well to just a, a nice uh, tap <laughs> touch. Right. Now, I mean, we, 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 we have conversations all the time and I remember we talked once about, I shared with you how, I mean, it depends on what I'm doing, but at this point in my life, in my group classes, I am practicing a hands-free experience. So I'm not offering any hands-on adjustments um, in any of the group yoga classes that I'm doing. This is my own personal choice though, and it's for many reasons. Um, but there, let's talk about some ways that if there's any other instructor out there that maybe doesn't want to put their hands on someone for whatever reason, how we can still get the same benefit or a similar benefit to um, the ben to, to, to touch because like we like you said with the research that was shown in that particular um, study was there was a good response to bringing the mind to the muscle and having that tactile um, experience exactly. of it. Well, there's a couple things that you could do as an instructor, if you want a hands-free experience <laughs> or you have to have a hands-free experience either because you're online or because the studio that you're working at doesn't allow you to touch people. And the easiest way is to use your words. Mm -hmm. So if you are wanting a kinesthetic experience, you could say word, you could use words such as feel, get in touch with, grab, hold, handle, really um, action words. Mm -hmm. So if you're just using words, you would want to use more words like that. Right. You could also, in addition to that, have your clients put their hand, their own hand on the body part that they're working mm -hmm. while you're doing the cues. So that would be another way to get that tactile sense for those clients. Um, other ways are to have them use a towel, for example, um, you know, putting a ball under their arm, between the knees, behind the knee, um, using tennis balls, foam rollers. So that's one way that you could include um, a touch without necessarily having to touch people. Right, right. So just giving them some sort of like tactile awareness either through our words or with like a physical something, whether it's themselves or a prop uh, to give them yes. that sensation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's one way to do it. Amazing. It's very efficient. Yeah. And not everybody, um, like you said, not everybody can monkey see monkey do. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And Right. And of course we know we have those three type of learners almost always in any kind of a class. And how do you know what they are unless you use your words, right? Your visuals like words such as focus, see, look, you imagine. describe things, imagine, yeah. picture this, right? Uh, uh, notice, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then your auditory people are more, they're people that like talk to themselves, they're easily distracted. Um, they, <laughs> they mimic a lot. They like mm. rhythm. So those people- You're describing you can, me right now. Yeah, right. You can use words <laughs> like listen to the sound of your own heartbeat. Right. Um, did you hear- can you hear what I'm saying? Or you can respond back to them. I hear what you're saying. Right, right. Sounds like rain. Sounds like rain or, you know, whatever you yeah. want. And then, of course, the kinesthetic you know, feeling and all those kind of stuff. So, of course, you want to get into a rhythm where you're using all of those words within the same class. And then you'll see by the person's response what type of learner that they are. And if they're very kinesthetic then those people are going to respond to that physical touch. And then if it's appropriate, you would want to gently touch them or touch them however you're comfortable. Right, right. Well, I think um, in my experience, one of the easiest ways to know if you're, to know what kind of learner your client is, generally the kinesthetic learner will ask you, where am I supposed to feel this? Yes. In relation yes. to a move, like a... Yeah lunge or something. Where am I supposed to feel this? I always use that whenever a, a, a student asks me a question, I listen to what they say and then we'll know if they say things like, can you explain this to me? Then I will use words because they're yeah. most likely auditory or what does it look like? Then they're most likely visual. But then with touch is, what is where am I supposed to feel this or what does it feel like? Is and with those clients, way. then... If you can't, you have to have that hands-free experience, then you can just have them put, again, put their hand on that muscle. But as a personal trainer, you have a little more leeway Mm -hmm. uh, to touch your clients. And once you get to know your clients, I mean, basically just, you know, don't touch people around the boobs, the butt. Yeah. And, you know, the genitals. I mean, try to stay away from those areas. (laughs) I mean, I, rocket I, science. <laughs> you know, what are you doing with your client if you need to touch their genitals? That's what well, I'd like to know. I think <laughs> because of the yoga, it really was a lot of these yogis like Bikram and these idiots who were out there, you know, reaching between women's legs. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and doing that sort of thing. Now, it doesn't mean that I don't touch my client's glutes. I mean, I touch my client's glutes all the time. However, there's a question I ask them or I tell them, I ask them, of course, they know if it's a personal training session, it's kind of, it's a given, but I always ask, mm-hmm. I'm going to touch your, your glute because I want you to feel this mm-hmm. or I'll have them touch them. But most, most people like that. But again, it's how you touch them. I don't just like play grab ass. Yeah, I was, I was them, just going to say you know? <laughs> I, I'm not into that, you know, grab ass, uh, but, I know, grab ass. but if you can't see the muscle working, it's nice to just, you know, you, you know, where those places are, you don't touch the ischial tuberosity, obviously, which are the sitting bones, mm-hmm. but you can touch, you do have to be careful though, in certain areas, like for example, because I'm a massage therapist, I'm sure everybody knows this by now, if you, if you don't, but, um, you know, we learn about places where people are very sensitive. Um, so obviously you don't touch the inner thighs. You be mindful about the triceps because there are areas of the body where uh, people can have, you know, a, a, a feeling of arousal 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the triceps uh, are very sensitive to begin with. So you wouldn't want to touch them too much on there or higher up um, on the hip joint or around the inner knee. Um, mm-hmm. Although you could, if somebody was getting, you know, if somebody was getting, a client was getting fresh with you, you would um, press, you know, about two or three inches above the knee on the inner thigh, but press it really hard. And that'll, that'll make things change. And mm-hmm. I say this because as a massage therapist, every now and then, you know, pe- because it's very natural. It's very, very natural for a man or woman to get aroused during a, a massage ther- a massage session just because it's 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 un it's just unconscious sometimes. It just happens. It doesn't mean they want to have sex with you. Right. But during a personal training session, that can happen also. Um, we talk about the core orgasm, right? Mm-hmm. People doing a lot of pelvic work, even if it's a hands-free experience. Uh, there's been studies on people that have, you know, corgasms, which is an orgasm from doing abdominal work from pelvic floor work. Mm-hmm. So that can happen. <laughs> so we want to be able to, you know, figure out how to make that not happen. And one of the ways is, is you know, you can, you can literally just press um, on their, that part of their work. Yeah. Uh, I know that. I remember that from like, we used to, like, when we were kids, we would, like, squeeze each other's legs, and that, would, like, would hurt. Yeah, you want to, yeah, exactly. You try to go to a real tenderness area that, yeah. that's sensitive, yeah. So yeah. that's one way. But, again, we're, look, you know, when we do touch our clients, it's it's mindful touch. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're giving attention to where we're touching it. But I personally don't feel that there's anything wrong with touch. I feel very comfortable touching people because I've been doing it so long. But in the beginning, it's probably good if you're a new instructor uh, to not don't be afraid of touching people. Uh, But you can learn how to touch through practices such as Tai Chi. When you work with another with a teacher, they can teach you something called push hands, where you learn how to feel a person's energy and then understand, you know, where you're pushing, where you're pulling and, and how to, to synchronize with that client um, or with that person. And then the other way is uh, I'm a very, I'm very fond of Reiki and, and not because it really does anything. Cause I, I honestly, I'm not sure it really does, but, <laughs> and I'm, I'm trained in it. Right. And I love my, by the way, I love my Reiki teacher. She's amazing. And yeah. things do happen, but I, I do believe it's it's our own, you know, our own healing. Right. However, as an instructor, even just taking a, a Reiki course will teach you how to touch somebody without uh, very much pressure. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a very, very light touch, but then learning how to pull away and keep that energy there and how to reach down. That It's very powerful. So Tai Chi, Qigong. And things like Reiki will teach you how to use your hands because mm-hmm. the hands are, are healing and it's helpful to learn how to touch people that way in a healing way. And those types of practices can teach you as an instructor to feel more confident and comfortable in, in touching your clients. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I just kind of want to, you touched on something and then you said a bunch of different things. I think, um, as usual. <laughs> no, but, but, but <laughs> it, it's all good. 
Um, I think what it all comes down to is intention. So going back to plain grab ass, when we're touching oh, yeah. our clients, you know, we're touching with an intention of healing, of supporting, of creating sensation that is beneficial for whatever is the task at hand, whether it's a personal training session or, you know, group fitness, uh, yoga, whatever. Um, but then also the thing about Reiki as well, um, again, it goes back to intention, just holding your, like you can pick up on somebody's energy, right? And you our can, not everybody can though. I mean, I like it. I think I, you I know, can. I, Yes, but I I would challenge that also. I think I think we all have the ability to do it. Are are people aware of their ability? I don't think all of us are aware. Most of us are. Some of us are. Whatever you want to say, but you know, someone can tell when you're touching them, like when you've brushed up against them by accident, or when you've brushed up against them creepily. Do you know what I mean? It's that yes. kind of thing. That well, that's where the taboo, that's why we're saying it's the taboo of touch because somewhere along the line in our industry, people were touched inappropriately. Mm-hmm. And now the whole industry is like, don't touch anybody. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's good either. I think that there's a time and a place for appropriate touch. I do think that a lot of trainers, um, you know, want to stretch their clients and, don't really know how to do it. Um, and there are some some good trainers out there that that teach those type of cl- courses, like, you know, that kind of um, active isolated stretching and that sort of thing, which you have to touch your client mm-hmm. to do that. Right. So there there is that, but there are a lot of trainers who just do it without knowing. And right. they're pushing and pushing and you know, I've seen, and I see this a lot, you know, my, my, I might work with someone and they'll say, oh, my, you know, have a trainer at home and they'll say, oh, my trainer at home always does this hamstring to have me on my back and they're doing this hamstring thing. And of course I'm like, okay, so how long have they been doing that with you? And they'll say, oh, they've been doing that with me for years. And I say, well, have your hamstrings changed at all? (laughs) And they'll say no. And I'll say, that's because that's not what you need. You actually need the front line, you know? And so sometimes they're doing all this, all this, all of a sudden it's not even making a change. It's just wasting time. So how, you know, how can we do it in a way where it's also giving the client some kind of benefit? And just today, for example, in one of my sessions, uh, I was working on trying to get some hamstring. I don't do any of that, that hamstring stuff very often, but I did like the, the ball stuff and then have him reach to the toes and have him do a glute exercise and then reach to the toes. So you can get people more flexible by maybe not touching them, but you using those external things like the ball or just having them do an exercise for that chain of the body. And then Mm. it becomes more flexible. Mm. So, you know, I'm listening to everything that you're saying, but I am not sure why, but I'm captivated by your hair today. Oh, thank you. There's just something about it's your hair. Dirty, like it, that's why. <laughs> it looks so good, just the way it falls and the shine oh, and so sweet. all well, of people that. People can't see this, but, <laughs> but my hairdresser would appreciate such things. 
Uh, it's basically, she told me that now we're really going off topic. Yeah, we're going to sell she said, topic. don't wash your hair every day, Claudia. It takes the oils out of it. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'm working on, you know, day three. So. Nice. That, that, that's your <laughs> magic spot. Um, but, uh, anything else? I like, I'm just, I, I'm trying to think, um, I know we, we have these conversations all the time. I'm just trying where to think did of anything this taboo, else. I want to know, and, and this is where people who are out there who are listening can say, Hey, where, when did this all happen? When did it start? Where did it start? When did this become an issue? Why is it now a taboo that we can't touch people? Mm-hmm. You know, I really, I mean, I, I, I have a hypothesis. There's something about North American culture that has turned everything into sex. And I don't know why. But like, I mean, well, that could Religion. be. But I mean, yeah. when, I'm in, when I'm in Europe, especially like when I'm in Italy, I mean, I can go to a beach and not have a single stitch of clothing on and nobody bats an eyelash. You know what I right. mean? Nobody cares. Like everyone's naked. It's fine. Uh, people touch each other all the time. Men will like kiss each other on the cheek all the time. Yes. Nothing is sexual about it. But here it's like, you know putting your hand on someone's shoulder could be perceived as really bad. Yeah. When it's not, it's just that I'm a kinesthetic person and I, you know, need to, in order to get the chemicals that I need in my brain and body, which is oxytocin, serotonin, dopamine, estrogen. Uh, I need those hormones and chemicals, neurotransmitters, neuromodulators, all of those things in order to feel a certain way. So for mm-hmm. someone like me, you know, touching and, and reaching out is huge for me. Right. Whereas maybe somebody else, it actually turns them the other way. Right, right. So you have to say, hey, I'm touchy-feely trainer. Is that okay if I touch you? You have to ask. You have to ask. But I still don't know when when all of this started. And not being able to touch your client between the shoulder blades when they're doing the row. I mean, it's very beneficial to, to help people understand how their body works. Mm-hmm. It's very beneficial to you know, hold them, their joint as they move it every now and then, or like I said, have them do it themselves. Most people don't know anything about the inside of their body, mm-hmm. you know, how the bones work, how it moves. Uh, and I think it's very helpful for them to have an internal understanding of how things work and when it's lined up or when it's aligned to be in alignment, right? To have good posture, it helps every now and then to place your hands on your client to, yeah. to lift them up. Well, something must have happened somewhere, but then I can also see, you know, because not, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the words as I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to piece it together in my mind and say it out of my mouth at the same time. But I think maybe this idea of like, don't touch your client 
is misunderstood in the sense that like, you know, don't inappropriately touch your client. Like don't go for the ass grab, but then somebody just heard <laughs> don't touch. And it's just like, you know, oh, I can't bring my, my hand onto your shoulder to help to make sure you're not going too high in a lateral raise, or I can't bring my yeah. hand onto your bicep to make sure that you're contracting. I know for myself, when my trainer puts her hands between my shoulder blade when I'm doing a row, immediately my row becomes 50 times better. Just the, yes. just the quality of it, the sensation, all of that. But when I'm left to my own devices, I, like you said before, you know, you can't really see what's going on back there. So you're not really using it to its Right. And a lot of people have um, unconscious muscle contractions in their body. For mm-hmm. example, the, the upper traps um, and the levator scapula are hypertonic or always tight. And the person isn't able to understand how to bring their shoulders in. You can tell them all day long. Right. Relax your shoulders, relax your shoulders, relax your shoulders, relax your shoulders, relax your shoulders. It then becomes like that. Relax. It becomes like the air conditioning sound in the background. You just don't exactly. hear it anymore. They can't hear it. <laughs> so how do I get them? So, okay, I can put the ball under their armpit, right? I can have them work that way. Yeah. But even still, it takes a, a good amount of time to get the people to under get someone like that to understand how to use the serratus mm-hmm. to pull to do the opposite thing because the levator does that like an elevator right and the serratus does the opposite so there's a, a teachable moment and a touchable moment mm-hmm. at the same time mm-hmm. for your client mm-hmm. You also talked about the hormones that are released when we touch. And there are studies that show, like, for example, we hear this all the time. I think it's minimum 20 seconds for a hug to release the oxytocin. oxytocin. Yeah, um, serotonin. Mm-hmm. So there, there is science behind healthy, appropriate touch um, and the duration of, of, of the touch. Yes. And also we need to be mindful of, you know, what's appropriate, et cetera. Well, yeah, because I think that every now and then this happens with trainers and I would say personal trainers um, who get very, very close to their clients inappropriately. That does Mm -hmm. happen. And they do sleep with their clients um, or the clients sleep with them, depending on (laughs) on Um, But uh, some sort of... uh, you know, energetic. Now, sometimes, yeah, you you might date your client and then get married to them, but nine out of 10 times, that's not going to happen. It's just the trainer needs to understand that they might be attracted to you because nobody in their life touches them or gives them attention. It's misplaced Mm -hmm. um, affection, Mm -hmm. right? So as a trainer, you have to really know your, you have to have a boundary there. Mm-hmm. to not allow that and but still be able to have that touchable experience with your client or that experience where they're getting those chemicals right which uh, make them feel good mm-hmm. because that's what our job is exactly to make them feel better when they leave 
but not that much better. <laughs> no happy endings. No happy endings. Now touching, we, we, we talked a little bit about that in, you know, general and then a little bit about, you know, clients and personal training and, and in group fitness, we're in a whole different scenario because you have this whole group of people right? and you may not be able to get around and touch um, all give of them. everybody a little tap or, you know, a, a you know, whatever you want to do there, but mm. that's where you can really use those words and props, right? Is it those group experiences? As remember, I mentioned that my group experience is a hands-free zone. It's me, it's a hands-free of me put just touching others. However, I do encourage in different ways for my participants to touch themselves. Yes. So like, um, you know, I, I love to do this just like sliding your hands down the length of your arm across your chest and back. Um, I love like, you know, if you're sitting in a cross-legged position, I'll tell my, my, my students, place your hands on your thighs and it's like you're spiraling your thigh bones outward, like you're peeling the flesh out to the sides or something like that just to get them to literally put their hands on their legs and kind of manipulate the, the mm -hmm. muscle um, to create that sensation and give them that like tactile. Is it every class? No, but there's, there, it, it, with regularity, I like to, you know, just remind people to bring their hands on to themselves. One of the best things that I love to, actually, this is something that I do in every single class is I tell my, my clients, put your left hand on your chest, feel your heartbeat your right hand on top, link your fingers, and you come into what's known as eagle mudra. And then just keep this on your chest and feel your heartbeat. Do you feel that? Mm -hmm. Right? It's just so nice. And it's almost like, it's almost like a hug for your heart. I wish, I wish, uh, I wish listeners, you could see what's going on here right now. But I'm if you've been into myself. any of my, <laughs> if you've been into any of my classes, you've, you've experienced this, but you're basically linking your thumbs together, almost like you're, uh, isn't this like a, uh, what do you, this is like a bird, a shadow puppet bird mm -hmm, right. thing. So just that, and then place it on your chest. I'm, I don't know. It just feels so comforting. I do this to myself sometimes before I'm about to fall asleep. It's almost like I'm giving my heart a little bit of a, a hug with my hands. Oh yeah. So I love that. And, and I'll bring that into my yoga class. Like let's, let's breathe. Let's connect to our heartbeat, feel your heartbeat, blah, blah, blah. And it's just a nice way to bring that touch in there. And it's, it's appropriate self-touch. Yeah. And so any, for me, any type of touching is, I always ask, um, and then after I get to know my clients, if I'm doing personal training, I'll still tell them, like if we're doing something like a bridge, for example, one of the things I love is when I, you know, when they're in a bridge, which is your feet on the floor and you lift your hips all the way up. Um, or hip thrust is have them hang out up there and then get their hand, get my hand on C7. Um, and then just very on, on each side of the spine as they're coming down to just push into my hand mm -hmm. to try and get all the vertebra down. Like I'm, you know, I'm on a piano kind of mm -hmm. bringing it down even once or twice of that, that gives that person the idea and the feeling, because most people, like we were saying earlier, they may be hypertonic, especially in the erectors uh, of the spine. They don't know that they're not 
articulating. Right. They don't know. Right. They can't feel it. So that's where touch really can come in handy because no matter what you say, they are not going to feel it. Right. And I also, um, I mean, I think the touch really helps to bring people back into their bodies. Not many people even know what their body feels like, even though they've been living in it for their entire lives. Yeah. Right. Do you know what I mean? So oh, that, I that's a great way because I mean, we spend our, our whole, our lives, our modern life is so designed to be up in the higher energy centers all the time, which pulls you out of your physical energy centers that we need those reminders of simple touch. Even people just like, Listeners, if you're not driving or doing anything right now, if you're doing something where you have access to your feet, just bring your hand to your foot. Put your foot in your hand. That's when I was, um, I learned that actually in Kundalini Yoga. Every, before every Kundalini Yoga experience I would teach, I would take my peace fingers and wrap them around my big toe if I was sitting in a cross-legged position just to make that connection to my feet to ground myself. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's another reason too why I think we why touch is is beneficial, just to bring people back into their bodies. Yeah, and I think that people are more open to it in a yoga class. Uh, it's more expected, mm -hmm. whereas maybe in a group fitness class, you know, a step class, people aren't. But. Again, sometimes it's just as simple as going, you know, they're hypertonic in the traps is to just, you know, again, using that softer touch or even, you don't even have to touch them sometimes. I mean, mm -hmm. sometimes it's just, for me, it's just because of the Reiki training. I understand that between my fingers and their body, there's a force field. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have to train yourself and it takes, you know, it takes some time because it's, it also is a meditation when you're learning Reiki, you're, you're meditating for hours on feeling the energy in your hands mm -hmm. and then, you know, putting it towards somebody. Yeah. Um, so it's not haphazard. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, listeners, I would love to know, we would love to know what your take is on this. Are you currently teaching? What are you teaching? And what's your stance on touch? What, What's working for you? What's not working for you? Do you like to offer touch where you're bringing your hands onto your clients slash students? Or do you prefer encouraging them to do it on their own so they can get that feeling? Head over to livingspiritfully.com. Join the Living Spiritfully Collective um, and uh, get in on the conversation. You can also reach out to us, check the show's notes. You can see how you can get in touch with myself or Claudia through our websites or uh, our social media. Um, Claudia, anything else to add about touch before we, we go? I feel like we, I know there's so much we can talk about. We haven't However, talked about our orgasms today. What's up with that? We talked about orgasms, orgasms, but, but not our personal ones, yeah. but we'll say Well, because I think one. we have to differentiate today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we may... So we're appropriate. It's okay to touch yourself. <laughs> Look, I'm very encouraging. I mean, I'll just say this. I don't care what people think. I encourage people to touch themselves inappropriately. Oh, as do I. Yeah. I mean, I touch, I touch myself inappropriately 
yeah throughout the day <laughs> yes. now i will just with the i want to make sure that my trauma sensitive people understand that we're not saying to touch you know if you don't want that person if you know there's you're working with a trauma client sometimes they want to be touched but a lot of times they don't so mm -hmm. i just make sure that you know you guys know i'm joking and uh but i do encourage people to give themselves pleasure through touch yes and if you're in a relationship or you're with somebody that you have a bond with um there's no reason not to um use that time you know mm -hmm. to touch and well, not be afraid of it and if i can just say you know touch doesn't need to be sexual just to loop it back to what we said before there's no reason why two friends can't hold hands right. just for the sake of holding hands or yes. there's no reason Absolutely. why we can't touch ourselves lovingly like giving ourselves a big hug or exactly. just you know sometimes i just feel like i just need to like give my forearm or my bicep a massage your arm. yeah just to like again get back into my body yeah so yeah um all of that but all of it yeah so we I, will be I'm, back. All, I'm all for touch me too me too we'll be back again next uh month with another episode of the mind body misfits but check out myself and Catherine stilo we'll be together next week for an episode of come alive claudia do you want to take us home yes thanks everybody aloha and why fit in when you were born to stand out aloha bye, bye. Spiritfully Podcast is a Spiritful Production. Executive Producer, Paul Galaro. Co-Producers, Claudia Miko and Catherine Stilo. A big thank you and much love to you, the Living Spiritfully community, for liking, subscribing, sharing, and supporting this podcast. <laughs>